What's up, everyone? Mega Man here. Before we get to the episode with my guest Tori from Chicana Cheese Man Podcast, I want to talk just for a couple more minutes before we jump on to the episode. Uh, first things first, a lot of people were asking me, uh, Mega Man, what's up with the merch? How's, how's the merch going? All that stuff is going to be out next year in 2021. Now, the reason why is um, right now I'm more focused on trying to uh, put more content out um, on my my IGTV, um, um, making a YouTube channel, uh, getting all the podcast equipment to get everything ready. Um, also, um, scheduling all the my past, uh, scheduling the the guests I was supposed to have on before all this COVID happened in um, in February and March. So I have about nine uh, to maybe thirteen uh, guesses I'm going to have on the Mega Mass podcast. Then after that, that's it's going to be just cakewalk after that um i have a lot more uh good guests to to come on the mega mass podcast and also um i'm working on uh because if this COVID is going to be going on um i already made a skype and a zoom account so i'm trying to get everything right and i'm trying to get the right uh trying to have all my equipment and everything all good and have no uh malfunctions or any um freezes on if i have a guest on if i'm doing zoom or skype or i want to have good sound so um when you guys and ladies are hearing the podcast on audio i want to make everything good so there's a lot of good uh stuff i'm i want to be i'm trying to work on to make the podcast better um yeah but merch is going to be coming out next year i'm sorry for the delay but i had to make i had to make a decision and uh, i need to focus more on my content you know cuz a lot of people want content and, um, and good things are coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Um, there's a couple of networks that, that have been uh, recruiting Mega Man uh, to, um, you know, for their platform and everything for the podcast. I'm very iffy on some. Um, I'm, there were some I had some long discussions um, about a lot of things. And uh, there were some I couldn't agree with. So that's something where every podcast network are trying to recruit other podcasters because of their their name of uh, the reputation of uh, you know the guests they have on or the numbers of the followers and all that stuff so that's like everything so um i'm gonna be uh, taking care of all that stuff um and also the, i've been getting a lot of non-stop dms from people who want to come on the Mega Mass podcast um i I rarely, I, to be honest, um, if you want to come on the Mega Mass podcast and you have a good, and you have a story, good story to tell, please email me at Stephen Martinez, P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Martinez, uh, 76 at yahoo.com. Please have a story and what you do and everything. And uh, I will look into it and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. Um, there will be some interviews. Um, I will be doing maybe two or three interviews. Um, and, and I'm very, very uh, picky. I'm very, very selective who comes on the Megan Mass podcast. And rarely, rarely um, I ask, uh, you know, people to come on my podcast because, you know, because usually I get blown up uh, every day of uh, different types of guests that want to come on the Mega Mass podcast. Um, I'm just going to let you everyone know like if they're if you're a celebrity, a podcaster, um, you have a small business, inspiration, uh, anything with food, uh, comedy, you know, uh, home brewer, brewery, I mean, just athlete or anything. I just want to let all of you be aware um I'm very unfiltered. I'm very blunt. I'm very honest. I'm very open. Um, I have a very, I have a very open mind, and I keep it very real. Um, I don't fake the funk, so that's always going to be my persona. Um, just be kind of be aware because, you know, I'm just um, there's certain people um, who try to come on the Mega Mass podcast and they say, well, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about that and all that. As well, I can't do that. It's, it's not what you want. It's what I want. You want to come on my podcast and you have to be yourself and be very open. And, you know, there's some people I had to turn after I had to turn down. There's even well-known people I had to turn down because, you know, because it's because I'm not going to I'm not going to cater to divas. I'm not going to cater to devos. 
you know, like this is my podcast, you know, and I want I want to have the right guest to come on. So just let let you guys know, let let all you ladies know, like, hey, when you come on the Mega Man podcast, you know, like, hey, it's it's gonna be a big deal. So I want to I want to do my best to to have um, any guests that come on the Mega Man's podcast to have my have their stories uh, be told the right way and everything. So um, I want to get that out of the way, the merch out of the way, uh, the content, everything for 2020, everything out of the way. All that stuff, you know, is in the works. Um, I'm going to be taking um, uh, some time off from work. You know, I'm going to be working less and focus more on the podcast. You know, um, I've been working close to 55 to 50 hours. Um, I'm going to, uh, which I'm going to call you know see what i can do of uh taking some uh taking some couple days off you know maybe instead of we working six days maybe work four days and you know just uh focus more on the podcast spend more time with the family and all that stuff um that's always been that's always something that's always something i want and uh you know there's always gonna be a balance so to me uh, my family comes first my work comes first and the podcast comes third and everything but i'm telling you i'm gonna tell you again 2021 i'm gonna blow the mega mass podcast uh out of the fucking water and stuff like that so um little by little i'm building my numbers organically um getting a lot of new followers um whoever subscribed to the mega mass podcast and and whoever um, all of you who followed the mega mass podcast thank you so much i really really appreciate it and um I just want to give a couple of shout outs before we jump on to the episode with Tori from uh, Chicana Cheese Man Podcast. Uh, happy belated birthday to Chinook from No Father, No Problem. Frank Blanco, he had a speedy recovery. I'm, I'm glad I, I heard his voice when he was on the No Father, No Problem. Um, next week, um, I will be dropping uh, episode uh, 159 uh, with, I, I did, um, I have with two very special uh, guesses, uh, Edgar from Wasco's California. And on the second segment, um, I have Marcos, the founder, the owner of Ganalismo Clothing. So that's going to be out next Saturday. It's highly, uh, it, it, I can't wait to drop that episode. It's really, really, really good. And uh, after that, the following week, I'll be dropping, I did a podcast uh, episode for 160 with my guest, uh Jose Ramos from the Ranting uh, with Ramos uh, podcast. That's gonna that's gonna be out, and um, I got a couple beer talks. I have some people already lined up to come on for the for for beer talks on the podcast. Um, LCB local craft beers. Um, I got uh, LA beer buddies coming on. Um, Crowns and hops. Um, I'm I'm gonna schedule a time and date when to have Daniel, the head brewer from Eight Bit, on the podcast. Um, a lot of people were telling me about Todd from Beer Advocate. I I gotta see what's up. It really depends on people's schedules. It's all about the right timing. But um, like I said, with this COVID happening and everything, it's a, it's a huge setback in, and and have to adjust and we're going to we're going to find a date to when uh to get to get to get a lot of my guests on the podcast um you know I don't want to take a chance of on certain ones of uh doing the podcast face to face but if I have to do Zoom and Skype then fuck it you know we're going to do it we're going to make it happen so you know cuz I know I see in a lot of DMs and people are telling me hey weren't you supposed to have this and this and this yes but it really depends on them because I have a lot of guests that have really busy lives. They're family. They're very uh, family oriented, and I have to see how their schedule is uh, two months in advance. So, good things are coming on the Mega Mass podcast. Be, just be very, very patient, and uh, yeah, that's about it. So right now I'm gonna go uh, back to work. But everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode I done with my guest Tori from Chicana Cheese Man Podcast. Everyone. Subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Uh, just rate and review on Apple Podcasts to make the podcast better. Everyone, I love you guys. Be safe. Have an enjoyable weekend or, or a happy Monday. All right, now let's get to the episode. Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. Uh, this will be episode 158. 
Um, I have a very, very special guest coming all the way from San Antonio, Texas, where everything in Texas, they go big and they go hard. Uh, my guest for today is Tori, and she has a podcast called Chicana Chisme Podcast. Tori, what's up? Hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Welcome. I have to say, um, is it kind of hard to find like a good catchy name to for your podcast? I mean, that's a very catchy name. You know... I actually came up with like about 10 of them. And then I kept asking my friends like, okay, which one do you think sounds catchier? And, um, you know, I have friends who are all over, um, you know, the U.S. being military. So I asked everybody like, just because I kind of wanted to get an opinion, what would kind of catch on? And anonymously, Chicana Chisme is what caught everybody's attention. So there you go. I mean, we all love Chisme Talks. Exactly. I know, you know, when like you hear someone fighting outside, but look, there's someone fighting. All everyone just comes out and look and starts speaking and try to be like a little nosy. Mm -hmm. Everybody (laughs) loves the cheese, man. I know. So how's everything over there in Texas? And I have a, I have my dad. He lives over there in Fort Worth. Uh, Texas is good. Our, our weather's good. Um, well, you know what? Let me take that back. Texas is not that great. We are having an extremely high um case of covid oh. uh, so everybody's we're back on phase one everybody's mm. back in their house they reclosed bars they took down the percentages of people allowed to be in restaurants um so i mean aside from you know not really being able to leave your house everything else is good man i know because um i, I listen to a lot of um podcast and one of this comedian he was out doing tours in texas and he must have got the COVID over there so uh it damn i think it's a little bit uh too early to open up because there's so many high cases of COVID and everything i'm like wow but in a way we need the sun to beat this COVID because we know it has a lot of vitamin d right you know so we need all that stuff and everything but uh it's it's very scary to live in times like this because um, this, you know, around the corner is, is winter. So if this COVID's going on and we're going to hit winter, man, it's, it that's, that's very scary. Yeah. Luckily for us in Texas, well, South Texas anyway, um, it's usually pretty warm up until January. Like we normally wear shorts and short sleeves mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving, Christmas. So, um, you know, hopefully the numbers will kind of be dwindling and yeah. Um, I was going to say, so in San Antonio, how far are you from the beach? Uh, about two hours. Oh, okay. Okay. Depending depending which beach, but the closest is about two hours. And which one's that? Like by Corpus Christi? Like around that? Yep, exactly. Corpus Christi. I think I have a cousin. I think, I don't know if he still lives over there. He lives over there by Brownsville. Uh-huh. That- Corpus, uh, Brownsville is about five hours away. Wow. You know? Yeah. Everything's all scattered over there. You got Houston, uh, you know, Fort Worth, Dallas. I mean, um, I want to take a trip over there because I, I want to see how Texas is like because a lot of my friends who are living in California are moving to Texas, mm-hmm. you know, because of this, uh, you know, what our governor's doing. And it's like enough's enough. So I think a lot of people are just saying, you know, my father and a lot of people are saying, hey, Megan, man, you should just you should just come move to uh, Texas and stuff like that and start over. And there's, there's a lot of good job opportunities. I mean, it's everything. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what's up. Yeah, and you know, honestly, um, Texas is kind of its own, its own, um, how do you say, like some continent, I guess, you know, um, depending on where you live, I mean, the culture is different, the slang is different, the food is different, the dress style is different, Um, so I mean, you could go anywhere and completely have a different perspective of what quote-unquote Texas is like yeah I kind of noticed that I always see with a lot of Cali people a lot of Texas because um uh, on the podcast um I know maybe probably with yours but with my podcast uh I get a lot of uh uh, listeners from Texas you know yeah definitely yeah that's uh always something because they always show me love and uh yeah so that's all good but I know I want to go check out some of the breweries over there if I ever take a trip over there. There's some, there's, I, because I, I love craft beer. So there, uh-huh. there's a lot of good breweries I want to check out over there in Texas. Oh, yeah, there's tons. I know. Um, there's a lot of people I want to get on the podcast and they're really well known. They live uh, like all scattered, all like everywhere, all of Texas. I'm like, oh my God, I, I got to make a trip to go see her, him, this, the brewery. So, um, but that, that won't be until like the end of the year of this year. 
Hey, well, if you come to San Antonio, you know who to call. I know, and and hopefully we can see go see the Spurs play or something, you know, or you know. I know if they if they decide to play this year, who knows? Yeah, and that's where the San Antonio is, uh, the Alamo, right? Yes. I want to check that out. I want to go check out the Alamo. You know, that's always something where um, when I was little, I used to watch that movie, uh, Pee Wee, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and he got stranded in um, in, um, in San Antonio and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And he and then he says to him like, "Hey, where am I at? Oh, you're in San Antonio." Like he, something he says some slogan what they say in Texas or San Antonio, and it was like it captures everything. I was like, "Okay, that's not bad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I got you on because um, I know we follow like a lot of people on the podcast when it comes to Ask the Fellas, uh, Buddha Kotura's podcast, and I remember um, I was on Buddha Kotura's podcast and. Um, you know, when you go down suggestions, you say, who do you, who are they following? And I always try to listen to a lot of different types of podcasts. And uh, when he went down under uh, Buddha Kotura, uh, it said suggestions. And your podcast came up. And I was like, you know what? I want to give this podcast a listen. Because you never know. There's always going to be a Diamond in the Rough podcast that I just uh, quickly, uh, like, followed you, checked out your episodes, your everything. And I was like, okay, we got something over here. And I can always think to myself what, what you're going through on the podcast in the beginning stages because you're trying to find your way because we'll talk later of, you know, you starting your own podcast and everything. So how's it been going so far? Uh, so far, so good. This is my second podcast. Um, I did have one previously with a couple other girlfriends. Uh-huh. Um, and that was definitely the beginning, beginning stages. I mean, it was definitely trial and error from editing to finding platforms to learning how to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when I revamped, I was kind of like, okay, I have a little bit more knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took from there. Man. So, um, I have to say to everyone, cause everyone thinks that like, oh, I listen to podcasts, but when you do a podcast, uh, <laughs> it's hard. It's really, really hard. It is, um, definitely more work than you think. Yeah. And also it's, I don't know if you're a part-time, uh, or a full-time podcaster, but you know, if you're going to start doing a podcast, you know, you have to make time to, you know, get the guests, um, what what your what your content's going to be, who you're going to bring on, what you're going to talk about. I mean, you, the, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And um, <laughs> I remember I had my ugly times and my good times and my bad times on the podcast. But once you reach that platform of how you want your podcast to be, it's like it's really cakewalk. Mm-hmm. You kind of hit that plateau and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, tell everyone, uh, what's your podcast about? Who do you do? You, do you usually like what interview people, or you talk about uh, about the Chicana life over there, living in Texas? I mean, what's your podcast about? So, right now, I'm on my fifth episode, uh-huh. um, and my whole point of this podcast in particular was to pretty much just get different perspectives of Chicanos all around the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said before, uh, I was in the military. I've lived in Boston. I've lived in California. I've lived in Chicago. You know, I'm from Texas. Um, and even though we're all, you know, Mexican-American, we all, everybody has so many different point of views depending on where they live. You know, yeah. the clothes, the, the way they talk, you know, what they think is tradition, what they don't. Um, you know, who knows Spanish, who doesn't. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, so I definitely wanted to get different point of views. And I also wanted to do um, small history segments. I've done a couple that I haven't released, but I have a little history in a hurry that's under 10 minutes. I know a lot of people think history is boring and not everybody has a very long attention span. Um, but I am a huge um Hispanic American, Mexican American history buff. Uh, I just finished school. That was my concentration was Chicano studies. Uh, And I think it's very important for people to know how much we contributed to America as Mm -hmm. much as everything we learned in school. I like what you said, like you love history because I I love history too. And I think a lot of people get kind of like boarded out. But to me, um, it's very intriguing to me because um, even though, like, with me, I'm a, I'm a Chicano-American and stuff, and uh, and there's a lot of times, like, my mom and my dad, uh, my dad was born in Mexico, he came over here, and my mom lived. Um, I always tell my mom, you know, like, how come you don't teach me Spanish because you're not from Mexico, you're from over here? 
English is first because, like you said, uh, every uh, Chicano culture they have in different states or different counties is all different. Um, in the Northern California, you know, a lot of the Mexicans work in the farms and everything, but a lot of the Mexicans who are Chicanos that live in the Central Valley, um, it, they, they always frown upon us speaking Spanish. You know, English is always first. Uh -huh. um, to me, I think that was kind of hard for me because I feel like... I want to relate to a lot of people of certain things, but when you're brought up in a Christian home or you're brought up in a certain way and you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, to me, learning all this stuff now is, is like I said, is very intriguing because I always wish like I, I grew up learning all this stuff, but I'm learning this stuff now. So um, I'm trying to gather so much info I can every day from podcasts, social media, history, TV, whatever I can, you know, to to kind of like speed up the process, you know, so I can still be involved. I can still adapt to uh, things, you know, with a new generation of kids now these days are uh, Mexican-Americans and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And I totally agree. With you. And even at that, you know, I mean, um, we we grow up learning about the founding fathers and about you know what everybody did to make america great right but when do we ever hear about ourselves you know we we learn a little bit about um you know the alamo even here in texas you know and of course we only got one side mm -hmm. um you know we, we we don't learn about all the things that all these other races did to contribute to being americans and i think it's very important um, for as big as a melting pot as America is for us to know what it was that we as Latinos contributed because we are just as important as, um, mm -hmm. you know, any other race that because we've done a lot. And I think it's good for us to learn for people to be, you know, more proud of the things we've accomplished for them to be proud of what their, um, you know, grandparents and parents went through mm -hmm. and, you know, for the, for the, for the, younger generation to have that sense of pride you know knowing that hey my people did this you know we, sh we should be proud because america's our is our country as much as it's anybody else's yeah i was doing a lot of uh, research back in the day about my family and stuff so how they came over here and i didn't know at the time like my family um they had they were they were they had a lot of oil they were like millionaires billion, i don't know what but um, they they were really rich and everything until the government seized everything. They're very corrupt in those times, and they they took their land, they took the oil, they just took everything. And uh, you know, my parents were like, "Well, gee, if if, if Mexico is gonna the government is gonna be doing all this, we have no no other choice but to you know fled to the United States, and they had to start over. And that's where everything is. Where it's like, wow, man, they had they had everything." And they had to go to America and start over from scratch. And it's 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 kind of more like, wow, I just I never knew a lot of the stuff. And, you know, growing up and knowing about my grandma, like my grandma, my great grandma, like everything, how it is. Like, I get so intrigued of like how the name Amador came from and this and in the history, what it came and and seeing all my cousins like is this like what you talked about. Like you want to learn about the heritage. You want to learn about the history of, of how how I am now, like, is just generation after generation after generation after generation and stuff like that. It's like, wow. I always look back on a lot of things like that, you know, because I want to I wanna do more research, you know. But mm -hmm. I found out that, you know, I have relatives that going back to the 14 or 1500s, and I have a lot of relatives that live in Mexico, Argentina, and Spain. Oh, wow. So it's, it's kind of hard. You have to really do your family tree and look back and everything. But, yeah, I didn't know. Um, having having uh, cousins that live in, I think in, uh, I want to say, I don't know if it's, I think it's Barcelona. Okay. So yeah, because the whole Spaniards and, you know, and everything they conquered and, and all that stuff. So yeah, that, that, that's kind of good that you, I like to do. I like to, uh, I like to like listen to a lot of the history, like what you talked about, because like, it's very intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. I love it. That's my, and you know, I, I think everybody grew up thinking, you know, we all had that boring history teacher that just read the book and we were half asleep, but you know, if you really pay attention, it's, it's actually extremely intriguing. It's, you know, it, just as good as any other story, but mm -hmm. yeah, no, I think it's, it's definitely a good thing. So um, that's why I wanted to do the podcast. Cause it's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, and I feel like, especially in within these past four years specifically, um, you know, that we we're proud to be the people that we are in this country, regardless of who thinks we do or don't belong here. 
Yes. Yeah, there's there there is a lot of uh, times are changing and stuff like that. Where I think back in the day with the old school mentality, where it's like if something happened to you or this whatever, just turn the other cheek or don't say anything or you get whipped and everything. Because I think we always had that silent voice we couldn't speak up. It's like you complain about something, they'd be like, "Yo, shut up and just fucking just do it," you know? Right. Or, or you get or you get hit. But I feel like now with the new generation now we're speaking up and stuff like that because I always think to myself why was my dad an asshole to me or why was my grandpa's asshole to my dad and everything because you know maybe in a way they they didn't have a mom and a dad to teach them right or this or they weren't loved or they had that old school mentality you know like in Mexico where it's like well if you don't do this I'm just gonna hit I'm just gonna hit you and hit you and hit you until you get it right you know mm-hmm. that's Man, you can't do you can't be doing that shit now. But back then, it's like I get it. So yeah. like, so with my dad, um, my dad told me, "Hey, Stephen, you know, like you have to break the cycle." It's like what cycle? At the time, I was I was young. You have to break the cycle of the men where you know men were all assholes, and you have to break it. So this doesn't go on with your kids. Your kids grow up and have their kids. Like show them love, be there for them, you know. And things, if things not going their, your kid's way, always show them love no matter what. Don't be an asshole. Don't hit them. Don't be like this, you know, because kids, kids don't forget when they're, right. they don't forget anything. So ever since then, that's always been stuck in my head. And I always wanted to change that, you know, and that's the, what I, I always do with my kids. I want to show them love. I want to be there for him. You know, like if my dad or my grandpa were there, if my, if my, if my grandpa wasn't there for my dad, and my dad wasn't there for me to show me love because he had that, that was it that macho, macho, like tough love and everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I always think to myself, I would tell my dad one time, hey, dad, how come you don't tell me that you love me? And he looked at me like silent for like 30 minutes. Like he didn't know what to say. Right. It's because we always want to get that love from our parents. But with the fathers, it's always hard for them to say, hey, you know what, Tori? I love you. Hey, you right. know, bigger man, I love you. You don't get that as freaking rare because they don't yeah. want. They feel like if you show them love, it's gonna it's gonna make them soft. So they always have to have that tough that toughness, you know. Right. No. Yeah. Definitely. And you know, I think um, a lot of Hispanic older Hispanic men they you know they've been through a lot. They're stressed. You know, a lot of the women didn't used to work, so they're they're the ones who brought you know the bread to the house. They're the ones mm-hmm. who paid for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, we we didn't really say a lot of stuff. You know, they carry a lot of stress. Um, you know, and they, they were taught to be machista, not to be emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, you know, it, it, it is true. And, you know, I know um, my my dad is like that. He's very strong, silent type, doesn't open gifts in front of you, never shows emotion, um, you know, doesn't sh- either excitement or anger. He's just like a stone, that man. Um, and uh, sometimes it's kind of like, hey, you know, I, I, I get it. I, I see your love. You provide and you come home and we have a house and we have clothes and um you know but yeah sometimes you do need to hear those things yeah man because, because for all you know you don't he could hate you yeah <laughs> you, you know? don't even know it's like oh i never liked you as a son it's like well gee thanks for telling me that man get my get my right. get, get my feelings hurt now right you know but the older generation they, they do think like that they think like i i what do you mean i don't love you you have food you have you go to school you have a house you're not when i'm poor like get my get it right yeah that that is true that is uh, that's really true they're always gonna have a cop-out excuse like i do everything like how you were just saying yeah that's that's that was true and they didn't want to say anything but you know it's just they always you say hey you be lucky that you have a roof roof over your head and stuff like that so i get it i understand but yeah and as you get older you realize like you know um, you see those struggles because you go through them as an adult and you're like, oh, okay, I, I get it. But it takes you a few years to understand why they were like that. Yeah. I used to be holding grudge with my dad. It's like, man, why come my dad doesn't fucking love me? Like, fuck you, you know? But when you get older and you realize, like, and then when I see my grandpa, because my grandpa's still alive still, he's like in the like 80s and 90s now. And, uh, you know, he talked about this is how I was because of his dad. Because when you look back, uh, my great grandpa, he had my grandpa when he was like in his, like in the seventies and sixties. So he was too old to show him love and everything. He was just, he was, oh, he was an old man. So mm-hmm. I get it. So it's like, okay, if my dad, my great grandpa's like going show my love to my grandpa. Then that's how he was treated. And that's where I get it now that you were so hard on my dad. And that's where you had that stone tough love. And that's where my dad told me, it's like, Hey, you got to break that cycle. Yeah. 
You know, um, my family's kind of the opposite. Well, m- my dad, who I referenced to, um, is actually my stepdad, but my, my biological father passed away when I was about two, and him and my mom got married when I was about three. So he's the only dad I've ever known, right? Um, but uh, my grandpa, actually, who I'm extremely close with, who is the reason I came back to Texas, mm-hmm. um, me and him are very close, and he's very affectionate. Like, I'm like his princess. Even to this day, if I say I need money or if I need something, like, that man will do what he needs to to get it. Not that I ever asked, but I know if I ever needed to. But um, because my grandma and my mom were always very hard on me. The way you're, you're saying your dad was, that's how my mom and my grandma were. Um, my my grandma's mom um, killed herself when she was younger. She had a lot of kids. She was always chasing men. And she was. Uh, my grandmother was given up for adoption, her and her brothers and sisters, to their grandparents. And they were even more old school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my grandma grew up very rigid, very tough. Um, they made her marry my grandpa when she was 15. What? And Yeah. And she always really um, held a grudge, you know, because she never wanted to get married. My grandma is very much a woman ahead of her time. And she was very hard on my mom. She was real ugly. So my mom grew up very, uh, very cold. Uh, she's more affectionate than my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and, and so my grandpa was always the very affectionate one to me and my mom because he knew how hard um, my my grandmother was. And it's so funny because now that they've gotten older, um, they've become soft. And I, I've loved seeing them uh, melt that away. And I think it just has a lot to do with, like I said, as you get older, you realize why your parents did things and um, you're more understanding. Yeah. And especially after I joined the Navy, uh, my grandma, for whatever reason, just took it really hard. And I mean, complete 180 change, that lady. She calls me every day. She tells me she loves me. She asks if I need money. Um, you know, if I need her to do stuff for me, I'm, I'm like, who are you? But <laughs> no, it is. And it's just, you know, like I said, they a lot of people had it rough when they were younger. And it, it just takes them a while to to realize like, okay, I need to not do this because I didn't like that growing up. Yeah. It's uh, with the new, like I said, like with you and I, we're like, um, I don't know. I don't want to re- say your age because I don't want to get I don't want you to hang up on me. <laughs> but uh, pretty much in a way, it's like, you know, we're like kind of like the last ones to live like the best lives from the 80s and 90s and like now and whatsoever. So see, like with your grandma, seeing you grow in front of your eyes into this woman is like, wow, you've been through so much. Like, and back then there was no social media. There was no Internet or anything like that. You were just whatever you were taught, you were just taught like by, by what you see or what, what people said with their own mouths, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's a little, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but you know, as long as you're doing good and your grandma's proud of you that, you know, you accomplished a lot of things and everything. That's, that's awesome. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. And, um, it's so crazy because the past couple of weeks, um, She's been so distraught over this um this Vanessa case. Yes. And she's called me like almost every other day and she's like, I can't sleep. I I every time I see something on the news, all I see is your face. Like I I keep thinking, what if this was you? You know, what? I, I don't even know what I would do. I I wouldn't be able to live. Like I'm closer to my grandparents than I am my actual parents. And um just seeing how she's responding to someone else, thinking that it could be me, I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, uh, I try not at the time in the early stages. I mean, I see people like, who was this military woman, Vanessa, at the time? And I was like, okay, looking. So there, it, little by little, it spread like a little fire, then it spread like a fire more and more and more, and it spread out. And seeing her mom on TV trying to cry for help for someone to help find my daughter, and you know, she was missing since April and everything. And I was like, okay then when i seen a lot of people from a lot of podcasters posting it up then i started doing my research you know it was uh heard the story what happened and you know with this person who was staring at her you know taking a shower and all this and when you look into it now you know this is probably what the third the fourth death coming out of like fort hood you mm-hmm. know like a lot of people have been disappearing but they're making an excuse oh they're just a wall right know? it's almost like in a way this the military is trying to cover up because maybe in a way if there's something going on and not doing anything about it. They kind of try to put it under the rug of, hey, take care of it because maybe in a way they're too worried to have their uh, military base closed down, you know? 
Yeah, and also uh, credibility. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, definitely her. And I think I think why so many people are impacted by this is because I I, I believe her parents were immigrants, and um, you know, especially with everything going on with ICE, and I think everybody saw her mom. They saw her. Her mom wasn't even crying. You could just tell she was enraged. I, I mean, she couldn't even cry because she was just so pissed. She was ready to take down the world. You know, she said, I will bring hell, heaven and hell down to find my daughter. And, and, and the military and Trump didn't really do anything. You know, it took a lot of voices to be heard around the United States and, you know, to, to look. And, you know, they found uh, they found her and I guess the guy shot himself. And there are some more people involved and everything trying to cover it up. And it's it to me, it's it makes it really sad. And all I see on social media, if you're Mexican or you're black, don't go into the military or you might disappear yourself. Right. And, you know, um, I think when we talked the other day, I told you July 1st was my 11 year anniversary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've loved it. I've loved serving. It's granted me so many opportunities that I probably wouldn't have had having not joined. And it sucks because I want to be part of this fight because I see her. I see myself. I see my junior sailors. I see, um, you know, a niece, a daughter, a cousin, a friend. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also want to defend this organization that I've been part of that has done me very well as a, you know, a a young Hispanic woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of hard, you know, wanting to defend somebody, but also wanting to defend the organization that failed them. Uh, But, you know, wanting to be pro-Latina, anti-Black, you know, um, pro-American, but not a nationalist, but not against Latinos. I mean, it's, it, you can't offend, not offend anybody, you know? It's, it's hard. We're just living in very sensitive times. If you post this, oh, you're this. You post that, you're that, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. I want to get into a little deep talks, you know? Um, with me, like, following certain podcasters and then you know there's some that are very very pro latino because um i never heard of that like you know give shout outs to uh to uh buddha cultura's podcast and um you know like you know they always say hey man we're not gonna be silent we're gonna have our voices heard we're we're gonna tell because a lot of us mexicans or latinos we don't want to talk about it we just kind of like you know but we have to speak on it because if not we're just gonna be silenced and this or whatsoever and uh because ever since listening to uh, to them, man, I was like, I got a lot of shit. I got a lot of shit because I follow them, I support them, and because over here in Long Beach and stuff, it's very diverse. And uh, you're gonna have a lot of people gonna love you. Then you're gonna have a lot of people gonna hate you. Oh, Mega Man, why are you Mexican? You can't even fucking speak Spanish. And this, you don't know anything. You're not from Mexico. Blah blah blah. Like, there's always gonna be people. You're not gonna make everyone happy. Right. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Exactly. And he's like, you know what? I always tell them, you know, people always tell me, oh, ignore it. Don't ignore it. It's like, no, no, I'm not going to be silent. I'm going to speak up for myself. Say, hey, you know what? I don't know anything. I'm not. I'm learning at it. I'm starting over. I want to learn about my culture again. Learn about my family that live in Mexico and this or whatsoever. So to me, it's almost like a, I'm getting reeducated again. But I want right. to do it the right way because when I get older, because I have a son. And he's like 10 months. And my lady, she's from Mexico and everything. And, you know, they're, I don't know if you heard the episode, but with my lady, she's, uh, well, trying to work on her paper, papers because she's um, undocumented, you know, and yeah. everything. So I want to do whatever I can for her to live the American dream and, and not marry her because, you know, she has to get papers because I want to marry because I love her. And we have a son and I want to be close to my son where I can speak Spanish and also learn about the, her culture and everything. And also have a relationship with her mom and dad that that not only speak Spanish and they don't speak English, I got to do whatever I can for them to love me. And they, and they do because I show them love, but I always want to have a conversation to speak, speak to someone in Spanish, you know? Mm-hmm. That's always been my that's always been my thing to to start over and just kind of reeducate and just, you know, and that's where a lot of podcasters like like you or like Buddha or, or a lot of Latino podcasts, you know, they're going to shed light on a lot of things where a lot of people in podcasts or they don't want to talk about or they turn the other cheek, you know? Right. Yeah. What do you think? No, I completely agree with you. You know, um, being in Texas, I got a lot of crap because, like I said, I am third generation. My Spanish is horrible. Let me tell you, 
um, it's gotten better over the years because I've made a point to learn. Um, when it comes to understanding it, I can a hundred percent. My great grandmother, my grand, my grandfather's parents, they were alive until they were in their late eight nineties. Uh, and um, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Jane the Virgin, but um, how she has the relationship where her grandma speaks Spanish and she understands, and she speaks English, and her grandmother understands. Well, that was me and my abuelita. Um, she understood, but she couldn't speak it, and then vice versa. So she would speak to me in Spanish, I would speak to her in English, and it worked for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when when my grandparents were going to school, they used to get hit for speaking Spanish God. down here in Texas. Um, they used to paddle them. They used to slap their hand with the ruler. Uh, they used to get suspended. And then to top it off, her grandparents, like I said, they were adopted. Um, they didn't speak English, so. my poor grandmother and her brothers were so confused so as you know time time progressed when my mom went to school um my mom's first language um you know was spanish but quickly my grandmother made sure that she learned english before she went to school and then by that time you know a lot of people didn't really speak spanish even in the workplace so when i was coming up they only spoke english so whenever people give me a lot of shit it pisses me the fuck off i've seen so many memes and things of that nature that are like oh if you don't speak spanish you're not a hispanic and that's bullshit because if you really knew the history we used to be punished our our grandparents our great-grandparents even maybe your parents depending how old you or they are got punished for speaking Spanish. So they want, they didn't want us to go through the same treatment as they did. So they didn't teach oh. us. Um, one of my next history in a hurry that's coming out is about um, one of the first vocational high schools in all of the United States was here in San Antonio. Um, and they specifically had this vocational high school so Mexicans could be Americanized. And that's actually the high school my grandmother went to. So when people tell me that, I laugh it off. Like, haha, I understand you. But, and, and if we take the time, or if I'm drinking, because when I'm drinking, don't get me started. I won't shut up. No, but shit. I'll tell them this story. This is why I don't speak Spanish. And they're like, oh, yeah, shut up. It's it's kind of like the same thing with back in the day with the Indians, you know, where the teachers would tell 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 them like, you're not going to speak any Indian. You're going to Native American. You know, you're going to speak English. And they used to get beat up or whipped or hit in the paddle so yeah same same thing same thing that happened here in san antonio um which is crazy considering that we're a good i would say 75 between 75 and 80 percent hispanic here mm-hmm. um but yeah you know so that's that's why i grew up not knowing it like i said as i've gotten older i've made it a point to try to learn because i want to know because i want to be able to help people who only speak spanish um, because I feel like I should know it. It's definitely something that I want to pass on to my children. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I'm, I completely 100% understand. And it's so funny because I, I was engaged a couple of years back and mm-hmm. they're from his family was from Puerto Rico, but his mom only spoke Spanish. And I had the hardest time trying to talk to her. And I know she liked me, you know, she would always cook, she would ask me how I was doing. But I would try to talk to her and she would just look at me like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> is that is that is that they're talking underwater? Blah, 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 right. Like <laughs> um, but no. So I totally understand what you mean by you know wanting to connect with her family and wanting your children to know Spanish. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and and again, going back full circle, that's why I wanted to start my podcast because people don't know these things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I that was always something, and I mean, it doesn't piss me off so much anymore, but. I used to get infuriated, especially when I was stationed in California, because I was stationed in Oxnard, which is where all the uh, the strawberry fields and the yep. dough factories are. Yep. So yep. It was, you know, it was all uh, immigrants. Yeah. And I used to get so much shit and I hated it. And if people took the time to listen, like I said, I would tell them. But I, I was just like, you guys don't even know your own history. I hate it when Mexicans hate other Mexicans for some kind of reason. If one Mexican is doing good or one Latino is doing good. It's like crabs in a bucket. Well, they got to pull them down. You got to pull them down. It's like, don't you want to see that person happy? If like, if they're happy, then they envy or they're jealous and they got to pull that person down. I hate that. That's what people always tell me. You know, you could be doing good, Megan, man, or you could be doing good, Tori. But Mexicans and Latinos are always going to hate each other. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Have you ever seen that old school? Um, I want to say it was the Latin Kings of Comedy when George Lopez was talking about how 
you know, Mex- exactly what you said. Mexicans always hate each other. That he said, you know, he should make a, a oh, you think you're all bad now card. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like when you tell someone like this is my dream, I feel like like I don't know, maybe the old school mentality is like, oh, that's nonsense. Oh, you should be wasting your time. You should be doing this. You should be working hard. But yeah, but I don't want to live my life as you. I'm me. I want to do what I want to do. You know, yeah. and that's why it's way it's it's if you see it little by little, like. When you tell our parents or grandparents, they're so old school. Be like, all we gotta do is work, 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 work. So you want me to work until I fucking die? There's no fucking way. I want to live my life. Like, hey, I want to, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a doctor. I want to be this. I want to be that. But for for a lot of for a lot of Latinos and a lot of Mexicans, you know, who have kids and everything, like, you just waste your time. Or if you tell your mom or you know whatever, it's like, hey, hey, mom, I'm gonna do a podcast. Ugh, you're just wasting your time. I hate that. He's like, come on, let me live my life, you know? Right. I just don't like when people are like that. Like, like there's times where it's like, I don't have a relationship with my mom and my dad. But, you know, when I do the podcast, it's like, why are you still doing the podcast? You just waste your time. You're never going to make it. You're never going to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that thing where it's like, you're never going to make it. It's like, let me be. But look at this is the thing. When you do get big, oh, Mira, look at my daughter. Look at my son. Oh, he's so oh, he's so big time. Like, well, what happened to the one you said I was never going to make it? So, but now I'm doing big, and now you see I'm doing good. Now you want to, like, say, hey, you want to brag to me or brag to her? I hate that. Yeah, you know what? That's funny that you uh, talked about that. When she joined the Army straight out of high school, and my mom was like, that loca, she hung up on the recruiter. I was still 17. She was like, don't call here no more. Bye. Wow. And so later on, you know, um, I kind of been couch surfing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was a little lost soul from 18 to 21. Wow. And um, so finally I called her. I, I joined. I joined the Navy. I signed paperwork. I didn't tell anybody. And then I finally called my mom and I was like, okay, I joined the Navy. And she's like, I'll think about it. And she hung up on me. And she talked to me for like a week. She was pissed. Wow. Um. To, you know, now where she's like, proud Navy mom, my daughter's a sailor, you know, quien sabe que, you know, proud, you know, military mom, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, oye, senor, what happened to I think about it, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> she cracks me up and she's like, I just didn't want you to go. I was scared for you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think in a way with your mom or my parents back then, they were more like, they didn't have that push from their parents and stuff to be this or like if you're Mexican or Latino mom, you're going to stay home and cook and clean for the man and, and all that. But you can't be doing that shit no more. Times are changing. You know, a lot of women want to be very independent, want to do their things like, hey, you know, we want our equal rights, too. We want to be just like men, you know, 50 50, you know, and stuff like that. So a lot of things are changing when it comes to to the, the, the for, for the Chicano women, you know, like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be this. I want to be that. So I'm not going to be like one of those stay home moms and cook, you know, and everything and stuff like that, because, you know, you want to live your life. So maybe in a way your mom was kind of more like, I want you to be like me. But when you, when they're, I think, yeah, you're right. They're kind of scared that, like, okay, what is Tori going to be when she was in Navy? What's going to happen? Is she going to be okay? Is she going to make it? It's always going to be that, that worriness of like, oh my God, I'm worried. Did I, did I teach Tori everything in life? Is she going to make it? Is, is she going to be okay being very independent? Is she going to find the right guy in this or whatsoever? So yeah, I see that. I see that comes into play. Yeah. And, um, I think with, with her, it was more so which what's happening with Vanessa. I think that's why she was scared. Um, you know, 11 years ago, you know, while it doesn't seem like very long ago, um, you know, there wasn't as many women as there is in now. And my mom's actually very progressive. And so is my grandma. Uh, when she left my grandfather, um, she went to school, she became a nurse, um, you know, she, she became quite successful on her own. And the same thing with my mom, she was very smart. She got accepted into a pharmacy school right at a high school. Unfortunately, she had me so she decided to go a different route. Yes. Um, but they always wanted me to go to school. Yeah. And um, I wasn't very smart. And it turns out much later in life, I found out that I was actually ADHD. Mm-hmm which would explain a lot of things in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they were more so disappointed because they wanted me to get an education instead of going that route. 
Yeah, I feel like to me, like my education, well, maybe with you or it was different with me. Um, I didn't have that motivation to go to college. My mom was like, it was pretty sad. Like I was going to college and it's like, why are you going to college for it? Like, you're stupid. You're retarded. Like no one's going to fucking, you're never going to make it. But it's sad to see, like, why would you tell me not to go to college and everything like that? So I can't do but it's okay for you to go to college and for you to succeed and you, for, you know, it's career. And that's why I feel like a lot of parents, they, there's some, there's some parents that are not going to make that sacrifice for their kids to push. Sometimes they think about themselves right. and I can never, ever since then, I, that, I, that will forever haunt me. And I would never be like that with my kids. If my kids like say, I want to be this, like, dude, go out there and go get it. This is what you got to do. Then this, okay, go out there, make me proud. Make the Martinez proud and shit. Make Steven, make, make your dad proud. I, I, I can't see myself doing that. I, would, I can't see myself putting my career first in my kids. I can never be like that. Right. You know, if I had one last dollar, I would give my dollar for my kids. I just... Sometimes in a way they just didn't grow out of it. And I, to me, I'm luckily, thank God I have a, I have a heart. I really, really have yeah. a heart. And a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Mexicans out there, a lot of Latinos. They sometimes half of them, or maybe some, they think about themselves and their kids, you know? Because yeah. And, and with that, I think a lot of it has to do with um, them projecting their own insecurities or their own dreams that got let down. Mm-hmm um onto their children yes unfortunately yes 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 i like the conversation where we're at right now and everything this is like i mean tori we're we're getting some deep talks right now. i was like oh man we might have to do a part two down the road but like we're to deep talk so now that the transition of you you know going to the navy and everything how's life been now because i remember you we were doing the podcast you're 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 couch surfing. You're going through everything and stuff. So where did everything stop? Where it's like, okay, now my life is settling down now. Um, I don't feel like it has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I was actually stationed in Great Lakes, which is about forty five minutes outside of Chicago. Uh-huh. And um, my like I said, my grandfather, my grandfather had been sick. But uh, my mom actually had a mini stroke. Yes. And um, she's an only child. And, uh, you know, my little brother, he's younger than me. I'm the oldest. So when she started having issues, I kind of felt like, okay, you know, I've been gone for a long time. At that point, I was already gone for about uh, eight plus years. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I kind of felt like, okay, it's my turn. I felt like it was pulling at my heart for me to come back home and you know, give her a break, take care of my grandpa, because God forbid something happened to him and I wasn't there. I know that that would have been heavy on my heart for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to come back. And, you know, while I was here, he got cancer again in a different place. Um, he went through chemo. Um, you know, we were having a lot of other health issues with him. Um, you know, and I, I definitely took a lot of my mom's back. And um, I just kind of felt like this is where I needed to be at the moment for them because he hadn't gotten better even though at the time it was time for me to go elsewhere um I was kind of like you know what let me let me get out let me stay here let me um you know help finish helping them out and plus I kind of felt like with as much as much as stuff was going on with my grandpa I kind of felt like the moment I leave something's gonna happen and um again I'm closer with him than I am my my parents and I know that that I would never be able to live with myself knowing that I left and something happened. So I decided, you know what, let me stay here. Uh, San Antonio has really grown. It's so much more different than it was when I first left. Mm-hmm. Um, let me kind of see how this works. Yeah. So um, I got out. I stayed reserves. Um, my commanding officer at the time was like, hey, you want a job? And I was like, uh, yeah. So um, I got hired as a civilian there at the same place that I was when I got out here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, now I'm I'm just, you know, I take care of my grandfather on the weekends when he doesn't have his provider. Uh, you know, I buy him groceries. I, you know, take take him his money allowance because he's terco. He still likes to drink his 40s. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, you know, so but I, I definitely know it's been, you know, a lot. A lot of weight taken off on my mom and um i kind of feel like right now this is just where i need to be mm-hmm. uh i get auntias all the time that i'm like you know um like i said i'm still reserved so they're always like hey we need people to go here we need people to go there a couple months ago i got something for el salvador um 
couple weeks ago, I got something that they needed somebody in San Diego, and I love San Diego. Um, I'm always getting little things, and I'm like, oh, I want to leave so bad. But I just kind of feel like uh, at this time, this is where I need to be. Yeah, I get it. You know, um, I had a cousin a while back. Um, she was taking care of, you know, my grandma because no one else could, could take care of her. And she was young and everything. And every, well, maybe you're, with you is very different, but with her, she was taking care of with our grandma. Like she was like in her hundred, like 90 around there. And she was taking care of her 24 seven. She was always there and everything. And I remember, I'll never forget this as a man, dude. It's like, she was sad. It's like, why? No one, none, none, none of our family members want to take care of our grandma. And I feel like I'm missing out on life. It's like, what do you mean? I haven't dated. I haven't done this. I haven't done that, you know? And it was, it, it, it took, it took her, it took a toll on her and, right. uh, you know, and everything. And, you know, you know, RIP to my grandma, you know, my great grandma and everything. And it was, she was very sad, but in a way she was more like, what do I do now? I'm so used to taking care of my grandma since I was in my early, like 13, 14 years old. And now she's like 25 or 28 and mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to do in life. And that's where she was like, I never went out with a boyfriend. I never went out with this. I never went, you know, and stuff. I was like, wow, dude. So, but with you, you're, you're doing it different, you know, and stuff like that. You know, you're working five days, but on the weekends, you're taking care of your grandpa and everything, you know? I, yeah. I commend you on that. I, I give you so much respect because a lot of people wouldn't do that. No, yeah, I actually, uh, when I had put in paperwork to leave uh, Chicago, and oh my God, I did not want to live, leave Chicago. I had the best social life in Chicago, let me tell you. And, uh, you know, I was always in the, I lived I lived in the city of Chicago. I lived in Humble Park, which is a, a pretty well-known um, Puerto Rican neighborhood. It's right down the street from where all the new hipster bars and everything was. Oh my God, I was living my best life out there. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember I... I have this mentor who helped me do the paperwork. Uh, she wasn't at, at where I was stationed, but she helped me do all my paperwork. And I remember when my chief finally got it and he was white, he kind of thought it was funny. Like, he's like, you know, you join the military and sometimes you just have to make these kind of sacrifices. And I was like, okay, well, there's also why these kind of programs are implemented here. And he was white. Uh, you know, he, he didn't get why I needed to take care of my grandfather. Mm. Um, you know, which not to generalize anybody but i feel like you know hispanics definitely have are more family oriented and you know it's very rare that we send uh, our grandparents to a nursing home unless that's kind of our last resort yes um so he didn't understand uh so that was that was kind of hard for me luckily i still pushed it because i'm a cabrona and i didn't give a fuck what he had to say Mm -hmm. i was gonna do it anyway Uh Um, so aside from that, you know, that's probably the only roadblock that I had, but like I said, I felt like this is where I needed to be for my family. And, um, you know, to me, I I don't have kids, I'm not married. So even though, you know, I'm in my early thirties, I still feel like I have a lot of life left in me. And even if anything happens in the next five years, I can always move on and go somewhere else yeah i have a i had a when i posted your picture you make i had like three dms hey mega man tell that girl tell that girl your guest that she's single what's up it was like huh <laughs> i get like that dude when i post your picture up today i'm not gonna mention who but they're like some i i, I was like telling them come on think chill chill calm down dude it's like you know it's like you know like damn these guys are just dm me left or right it's like this is out of the ordinary because they never like my pictures on my DM. So why they never like my pictures on my podcast page? It's like why you DM me now to tell me that she's single? Tell me, you know, <laughs> and everything. You know, like there were some that live in Texas. That's why. Okay, I'm- and you know it's funny. I get it a lot. Everybody's like, "Why are you single?" And but you know, I'm very independent. I have my own house. Um, I'm very strong headed. I'm very outspoken, and I sound great until people realize. Uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of men tell me that, you know, I'm very, um, how do you say, um, e- de- emasculating? Is that how you say it? Emasculating? Like what? You like to do guy stuff? No, 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 no. Like, uh, I make them feel less than because I do so much. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and, and like I said, I, and, you know, I never really, if it, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm not crying about it. Um, I have so many things that I want to do. I love going to school. I love learning. I love having so many ventures. Mm-hmm. And 
um, you know, I'm I'm hard to catch up with. You got to say the least. So, fellas, you got to keep up, okay? Because if, <laughs> if because you're not keeping up with Tori, do she's gonna let go of your hands? So sorry, bye bye. You know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've I've heard it a lot from from a lot of people. They're like, "Why are you single? You're smart. You're educated. You're this. You're that." And I'm like, "Cause I sound great." And so they realize how busy I am. Um, you know how yeah. how much commitment that I have oh, to yeah. other things and um. You know, not everybody is willing to be that flexible with a lot. Yeah, they don't want to make that time where it's like they, I, they, I was like, I want to see Tori every day. Say, like, well, I can't give you that because I'm take, I'm, I have so much stuff. I mean, a lot of, a lot, a lot of guys are not going to be committed like that. I get it. I, I know, I get it where you're at. I've been with back in the day. I, I've been with women who were like that, and it worked out here. But it just, like I said, it's. You have it's almost like you have to cater to her schedule, you know, right. And and men hate that shit. You know, um, women, you know, we're just natural nurturers. You know, we're, we're willing to stay home and wait for you and have your food cooked and, you know, be there whenever you're you're ready for us. Uh, men, it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, fellas, you um, heard her here first. So, you know what? It's like you got to you got to be patient and you know what? You got to manage time if you're ever going to have one day go on a date with Tori, you know, and all that. But hey, you know what? I can't play Cupid because that's not my style. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I have one last question. Now, um, doing the podcast now, uh, what's your end game now? Uh, you know what? I'm kind of like you. I, I just kind of want to see where it's going to go. I like um, I like that. I like it. It, you know, uh, it's so funny because my my girlfriend who I had the one of the one of the girls who I did the original podcast with, um, she's seen a bunch of things that I'm doing now, and she's like, "Hey, what's up, dude? Like, how come you didn't have all this going on when we had our podcast?" Damn. And I'm like, and I'm like honestly, I'm not doing anything different. Um, the the opportunities that I've gotten now, the people that I have reached out, the different networks. Um, you know, the different little things here and there, mm-hmm. even though I've only had the podcast, you know, this one for a couple months, they just kind of organically came up. So I kind of feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, The considering the fact that all these things are just happening without me forcing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and that's what I told her. I was like, dude, I swear to you, I'm not doing anything different. It for whatever reason, it just kind of caught on and it's moving faster than I expected. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, uh, you know, it was nice chatting with you and everything. Yours, we got to do a part two down the road when uh, I know we're, we're kind of short on time. But uh, I just want to say, you know, Mega Man's going to support you all the way, and uh, you know, we got to do a part two down the road because I feel like we, I feel like with me, I only scratched the surface with you. So, um, can you let everyone know where where can they follow you at? Yeah, um, Chicana Cheese podcast is my. Um, podcast page um the underscore cultured underscore tehana is my personal one mm-hmm. um and i also have another one because like i think i told you last time i'm also on the radio i do i do a tehana radio I work at a tehana radio station mm-hmm. um and that one's tori underscore e989 mm-hmm. so i'm just everywhere oh man you know what when when i said i have a lot going on i not kidding. Keep on, Tori. <laughs> just keep on grinding, because I know with the podcast and this like that, I always tell a lot of podcasters when they first start, they always tell me, "Megan, what do I do? Keep on grinding. Keep on doing what you're doing. Don't worry about other people's podcasts because that could be a mind fuck. Just do what you got to do. Focus on you. Focus on the podcast. Build your platform organically, your numbers and all that, and everything's gonna come into play. Yeah, definitely. It's. I think it just like you said, if it's meant, it's meant to happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna progress slower, faster than others, but it'll happen as long as you put in the work. Yeah, I was to me. I I wasn't expecting this to be, you know, doing a podcast. I mean, there were times I wanted to quit at twenty or thirty or forty episodes. I mean, right now, where I'm, I mean, I'm at episode one fifty eight. I'm still going strong. Hey, if you if you have somebody willing to talk, why not? Hell yeah. Hey, well, Tori, <laughs> I know you have a long day. I know you're pretty busy. So, I mean, I want we got to do a part two down the road. But um, I just want to say thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. I really appreciate it. No, definitely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's all love. And uh, everyone, follow her. Very underrated podcast, you know, and everything I knew. And uh I did your podcast, so probably the, the, probably the episode will probably be out in like in a week or two, right? Yes. 
Yeah, it's going to be good. It's really, it's really good. I always like to do this uh, cross promotion, you know, of uh, doing other people's podcasts, you know, and, you know, I'm going to build your numbers up. You're going to build mine and we're just going to network and uh, we're just going to build a bond and we're going to stay connected and we're going to, we're going to help each other out. I'm going to be there for you as you be there for me. Yes, definitely. Let's do it. And I'm hoping somebody does like a podcast convention soon because I think that would be super dope. Oh, I'm there. I'm so there. Well, I just want to say, Tori, thank you for coming on and happy 4th of July. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Enjoy your weekend. All right, everyone. Subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate review on Apple Podcasts to make the podcast better so that my podcast could climb up the rankings on iTunes. Uh, follow me at the Mega Man's podcast on Instagram. My personal one at Mega Man 6980. Um, everyone, happy 4th of July. You can find me on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Podbean, Anchor, the whole nine yards. Once again, everyone, follow my girl. Tori from Chicana Chisme Podcast. All right. We're out, guys. Tori, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Later, guys. Happy 4th of July. We're out. Late.